Welcome to the Dadass Podcast, the subpar, mediocre at best, podcast about being a new dad. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Dadass Podcast, the unconventional, completely unscripted, and very mediocre new podcast about being a new dad and learning from dads who've been there and done that. And on this one, I'm joined by the dad who raised the dadass, my very own dad, Dave Lofi, Papa Loaf. 20-year military veteran, two-time Medina County Fair, homebrew grand champ, and all-around fantastic father. Dad, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm doing very well. I'm very excited that you're here. I figure early on in the podcast, who better to have on here than my own father? So thank you for, for being with us. Now, I always start with what we're drinking and enjoying during this. What, what cold libations are we enjoying uh, during this podcast? Well, it's American cream ale, but I tried to do a little different. I like to play with my beer. So uh, I had it sitting for about eight months with uh, white oak, charred white oak, and uh, some Maker's Mark bourbon. I wanted to make it a, a cream ale, bourbon ale, and uh, it's pretty chilled right now. I think what's really good about this is it's very smooth, not super heavy. But you can definitely taste the hint of the the oak and the bourbon. The only thing that's missing is a bonfire. You got that right. (laughs) But instead of a bonfire, we have a podcast, and I'm very glad you're here. Now, outside of a delicious homebrew from Papa Loaf Brewing, I always ask guests of the podcast to bring their best dad jokes. So what would you come armed and dangerous with today? Well, my son screamed, Dad, you haven't listened to a word I've said, have you? Well, uh... What a strange way to start a conversation with me. <laughs> hey, if you think that's a good one, I got another one. All right, uh, tell us. It's a tree joke. Okay. I forget it's too sappy. <laughs> I like it. He's here all episode, ladies and gentlemen. So the great thing about this particular podcast um, for, for today, uh, I usually like to have different dads with different topics, but instead you being my dad, I asked you to come with just three pearls of wisdom to share with me now that I've been a dad for about six months. So um, with that, we'll just kind of go in order and we'll laugh and learn and cry, but most importantly, enjoy, well, probably not cry, but we'll enjoy a really good cream ale beer. So dad, what's that first fatherly advice, that first pearl of wisdom you're going to share on this episode? Well, with you, I, uh, I tried to lead by example. You know, I didn't say you have to go to church. I went to church and asked if he wanted to come along with me. Uh, respect for others and, you know, volunteering. Hey, can I help you with anything? Like at home, you know, I don't drink coffee, but I've been making coffee for 35 years for uh, your mother. Mm-hmm. And when your mother was teaching, I'd ask if, you know, need any help. I'll help grade some of your school papers. And then knowing that you had a busy week, you know, doing the laundry and help cleaning up the house. And while you're grading papers, I'd be doing uh, some of the housework to help your mother out. And you are the reason why on Saturdays I have to be the one vacuuming. I was just telling Heather the other day that I have to see the lines nice and straight to know that I got every part of the carpet vacuumed and cleaned. Um, So I definitely learned that from uh, watching you. Especially on Saturdays when we would watch old 80s and 90s rerun movies uh, on Comedy Central and you were folding the uh, laundry. Yeah, remember Police Academy? 
Absolutely. Or an airplane. Yes. I I did a um, – when I first started uh, the podcast, I did what are the top four movies that you want to uh, watch with the little one. And I remember always watching Ghostbusters with you because, um, you know, that's on all the time. The original one. I, I'm a big fan of the first Ghostbusters yes. over the second one. Uh, we always watched um, – I shouldn't say always, but we watched uh, Major League quite a bit. Yeah. And then um, what was another one? Um, oh, Full Metal Jacket. That, But that was kind of in my later years yeah, just because later. of uh, how many times that got bleeped out. But um, I definitely do remember that. And I, I don't remember you uh, grading mom's papers, but I do remember watching you do the clo- uh, fold the clothes, do the vacuuming. And that's something too. I I get up early to teach my uh, spin classes, and then I come back for breakfast. And there's there's times where if I'm gonna make myself some oatmeal, I'll pour some out for Heather um, if she's taking care of Tuck or if she's upstairs. Just because I always remembered you making Mom's uh, oatmeal, or I'm sorry, oatmeal coffee in coffee. the morning, even though you don't don't uh, drink that that stuff. So I definitely do remember that. Yeah, I guess she's used to me making her coffee and stuff like that. Yeah, and you know what? And I never saw you. I never saw you uh, drink coffee. Nope. No, and then you still, even when you're traveling, I I, I remember uh, when you come down and uh, help watch Tuck, or if we've been in uh, Milwaukee visiting the uh, Lofis, uh, you go and get Mom her uh, blueberry coffee. So that's definitely uh, something that I always remember. I'll be doing that tomorrow morning when we wake up. Yeah. Go get your mom blueberry coffee. Absolutely, um, Dunkin' so, Donuts. That is, I think. I think leading by example, though, is something too. Um, outside of you, the leaders that I've always looked up to are those that lead from example. So you know, church wise, looking at, at at Christ and how He led by example and led the disciples to uh, respecting my company commander and boot camp and how He could be in our face, but at one point, then He's down front leaning rest position doing push-ups screaming at someone but leading by example all the way down to uh, mentors um, in my business uh, life professional life seeing how that they lead others by example so that's definitely one that you instilled early in me um, but I've I think now that I kind of reflect on who's me- meant the most in my growth um, that's one trait that I've definitely looked uh, looked up to so thank you for that one. You're welcome. What's what's the uh, second pearl of wisdom you came to arm with today? We did guy things together, starting real early when you were young, helping uh, coach baseball and the soccer teams. And the uh, big thing was every Labor Day going to the Cleveland Air Show. I remember when you were just a short little Dweeb. kid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, going to the air show and watching the jets and the planes and the Golden Knights, the Blue Angels, yeah, and all that stuff. We'd go and park the car at the Coast Guard base and get into the show early and walk around, check everything out, and then head back to the Coast Guard base, have a little lunch, something to drink, you know, Diet Pepsi, and then... <laughs> And we'd sit there with lawn chairs and watch uh, the Jets and all that fly by. Or going back to when the Indians played at the old stadium. Oh, yeah. We'd go park at the Coast Guard base and stop off at the uh, the club on the base. Have uh, a few uh, Pepsis. Pe- Pepsis. 
and then walk across the stone parking lot to the stadium and watch the ball game. Then after the ball game, walk back to the Coast Guard base. If the club was still open, we'd have another Pepsi or two and you know, or adult beverage for me. And then we would drive home. And you also popped your own popcorn, too. I remember that. Oh, we'd go with on, a bag full the, of popcorn. On the, on the stove, I remember. I, I, I love that smell. I'm starting to get whiffs of it now. All that butter and <laughs> salt. We get the cheap uh, cheap seats. The Indians were so bad, we'd end up like down the first baseline, first baseline, have our own bathroom and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, no remember, one was there. You were there. <clears throat> well, we were there the night that the Indians had the smallest, smallest crowd ever in the history. And I forgot what it was, 1,200 people. I mean, it was a very small. We were there. I don't remember that. That's a, that, I got to put that on my resume. I'm proud of that. Were we there when the Beach Boys played once, or were you there? I was there. When the Beach Boys, I wasn't there. No, not. I remember seeing a picture or something that you had. Um, one of the things you had brought up was the air show, and I know that that's one thing that if this uh, impact of COVID-19 goes away, I hope that you and I can take Tuck, um, just because that meant so much. That's how I learned about a lot of different things that you did. Um, in the Coast Guard and hearing your stories uh, at the club, but also when you got um, tours, uh, private tours just for the two of us on some of the cutters that were in um, at the base. Um, another thing that was always fun uh, with the, um, with the uh, air show was just the fact that we got there so early that by the time we left at noon, just before the planes were taking off, that's when the crowds were showing up. So it was kind of like, we had it down pat of the perfect oh, yes. uh, itinerary to experience all of that. I, I do remember that. Now, when you say doing guy things, one thing that I'll always remember, and I'm sure you remember this, is um, if mom couldn't go to a soccer game when I played travel soccer, you and I would uh, back when you had the uh, Ford Ranger. And you would always stop and get a big gulp. And I would get like a Powerade or something. But then when I was playing goalie, you would stand at the side of the field that I was goalie on and either talk to me or harass the refs if they weren't protecting me. Do you remember that? I never harassed a referee. They are always right. Gently encouraged them to do a better job. And pointing out things that they missed. Um, I'll, I'll always remember that. And then even just when I moved home in my mid-20s um, to be a youth minister up in the uh, Diocese of Cleveland, um, and I was at home, we eventually started doing guy things where you'd come out and have a drink with the guys and I, or sometimes we'd have some of our priest friends or some of our friends that I grew up with, and you would come. So we definitely always had the uh, guy time. I mean, hell, just before this, you were talking to me about what to do with the deck and what to do with the, the dead part of the grass. So that's definitely something that we've um, always done through the different phases of my life and our, our uh, father-son relationship um, and hopefully that's something that will continue, uh, God willing or COVID willing, yeah. uh, later this summer with Tuck. But I did just take Tuck hiking for the first time. That was fun until he fell asleep. That, now, remember when uh, I was teaching you how to pitch and that yellow tarp I put over the garage door? Yeah. And I drew that square box telling if you can hit all four corners. Yeah. I still have it. Do you still have the tarp? I still have the tarp. From Yorkshire? From Yorkshire. Oh. That's funny. That's funny that you bring that up. I was just thinking to myself when I was mowing the lawn yesterday. Um, Shandy 
poops in the backyard. So the front yard is going to have to be the baseball, football, soccer, whatever potential sport field. And I was like, I wonder if I could put up some kind of post structure to like hang a net from as a backstop. But you still have the tarp. You still have the tarp. See, I could I could take the tarp and, and uh, recycle it, reuse it. Yeah, your mother got so upset with us. I hit the house a couple times, didn't I? Yeah, you hit the house, <laughs> but you open up the garage door and you put the tarp out. Then you measure the distance on the driveway. And then I'd use that white spray paint. Your mom yes. got upset with me for uh, painting on the driveway. Then I did the box for you little guys so you knew where the four corners are. And I did the home plate on the driveway. And uh, you were one of the better pictures. Yes. The rock star. Um, but it's also because I had a good coach and a very patient coach, um, nonetheless. Um, okay, so your first your first tip you came with was to lead by example. And that's definitely something that has stayed with me. The second tip is uh, for father and son um, to do things, uh, guide things together. And so what's the third um, pearl of wisdom that you're, you're bringing today? Well, with my 20 years in the military, you know, a serviceman, we have the thing like God, country, and family. And so, you know, it's a military life, respect for the flag, respect for the country. And uh, I could see that when you were in high school, you first came out and said you wanted to go into the Navy. And your mother said no. Then you wanted to go into the Coast Guard. Your mother said no, you're going to college. And then you came up with, how about the Coast Guard Reserves, which, you know, your mom felt healthy, uh, happy about. And, you know, it fits your thing, too. So your time with the Coast Guard and, uh, you know, the veterans are very important people. Mm-hmm. You know, back when I was in, you know, we had Vietnam people, you know, you heard the story about, oh, you baby killer, this and that. And then uh, when... You know, you walk around airports, people didn't care. You were nobody's hero or anything like that. And it's totally different, you know, 40, uh, 50 years later, where these guys coming back from Kuwait, Afghanistan, all that, they're, uh, you know, heroes. Well, 10 years at war, we went through a lot of lives. And uh, we got a lot of veterans that need our help because of the conditions that they were uh they were with going back multiple times to Afghanistan and all that area. So, you know, I was happy when you did go in the Coast Guard and you didn't have all the fun and excitements I had. You were called up from college to go to, uh, was it? Yeah, uh, to New Orleans for New Hurricane Orleans, Katrina. Squeaky, uh, squeakies or whatever they call it. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun down there. So, you know... You had your excitement. You had your fun. You uh, took the boats out on Lake Erie. And yeah. you had to put up with uh, a lot of drunk Russian fishermen. <laughs> yeah, that was a good time. I loved your stories about them guys. <laughs> that that was fun. Uh, especially when we had them and we were waiting for the police to come get them when we were back on land. And um, I was put in charge of watching them. And had the gun belt, had everything. I'm just standing in, in two drunk um Russians and I just go. You guys need anything? And the one guy goes, "Yes, more rum or more uh, vodka." And I'm like, "More vodka is what got you in this situation, and why I'm stuck with you right now, sir." So I just shut the hell up. 
Now, um, you have 20 years, 10 years Navy, 10 years Coast Guard of experience from um, being a company commander at Great Lakes during the Vietnam War all the way to um, being in the Coast Guard during, what was it, the Q- Cuban Missile Crisis. Right? Not the missile. No, no, not the missile. Muriel. Yes. Muriel, the refugee. Jeez. Um, all the way then to doing just um, navigation where you were um, in Cleveland at the Federal Building. Um, share just one of one of your, your favorite. Oh, and, and one of my favorites, if I remember correctly, and I only remember this because of a cruise we were on. We were at the George... Georgetown, Georgetown, Cayman Islands, Cayman right? Islands, and you have a key to the city for some work you did. What? Get, just share, share. I'm sorry, I'm I'm saying too much. Share, share one of your favorite stories. Well, I worked undercover with the DEA, and at this time before they had all these big satellites and everything, so uh, I'd go flying in a DEA uh, airplane, and uh, we'd be looking for drug vessels, uh, drug boats, and uh, we're over one area and we start getting shot at. And I looked at the pilot, the DEA agent. I said, what the heck is going on here? The guy said, oh, I forgot to tell you, this is uh, one of the planes we confiscated from the Jamaican uh, drug people. Uh, uh. We got out of town pretty fast. <laughs> but uh, I did escort back then. Uh, I forgot what year it was, 1980 uh, with uh, Miss Cayman Islands. She just came back from the Miss uh, Universe pageant. And so I got several pictures with her and I was her escort for a day. And uh, yeah, it's things I had to do for my country. Absolutely. It's all about sacrifice. <laughs> um, I don't remember that story, but I'm glad I'm glad I have that on uh, a recorded record now um, for, for history. Uh, one of the great things, too, um, going back to... When you were talking about doing guy things together and us going to the air show, um, from my recollection, and maybe maybe um, you you were more um, persistent in telling me about the military, but when we would get to the Coast Guard base early, and the air show was just opening, but there was a cutter or a new boat that I hadn't been on um, at the Coast Guard base. You would ask to get me on there, and I would learn about the boats and ask questions. And when we saw planes, you would tell me what they were used for, if you've ever been on one. And you never preached the military, but through that interaction and you just telling me about what you've done and what my grandparents have done, uh, I remember back in high school, my buddy Andy and James, we ended up being like um, an unofficial color guard to put the flag up in the morning, down at the evening, and our principals were veterans, so they would even give us permission that if it was raining, we were allowed to leave class early to bring the flag down. And even so, outside of our house, if it's windy or rainy, I bring the flag in. And so that's definitely something that you've instilled without preaching or burning it into my memory about love of country um, and service to country. Um, So that's definitely something that you found a good good formula to uh, instill that in my heart and in my mind without having to burn it in there or, or preach that. Um, so I do have to thank you for, for that one um, because that, that definitely means uh, a lot. Thank you. You're welcome. And not to take it too, too, uh, too much farther, if I think back um, 
and and on the podcast sometimes I ask for some like kind of pre notes just so we know what we're going to talk about. And I saw this one um, that you had for your third pearl wisdom, and I was thinking to myself, um, and especially just because you know we're stuck at home for for COVID nineteen and the stay at home orders, and then Tuck is teething now, so I get up four or five times at night, so I'm not always sleeping. And I was thinking to myself kind of top three, top five memories of, of my life that I can remember. And and outside of being married and Tuck being born, I think my number three, and this is even higher than graduating from Otterbein, graduating from high school, my number three is that on graduation day from boot camp, um, being in uniform and everything, um, having you there in uniform, and getting to salute you and um, they get pinned. You what got if, pinned. Yeah, Brandon got pinned by you uh, instead of just having a company commander or someone do that. And I still have a picture that I think James took. Um, I'll have to find that. I don't even know if I have that digitally. <laughs> you got to find it. <laughs> you and me in uniform. Um, just a couple years apart, of course, but both looking good and fitting into our uniforms. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> Um, okay, so three pearls of wisdom uh, that you came with. The first one being that you try to lead by example. And I think that um, looking at my life, I definitely learned that from you and from that example you set. The uh, second one, do guide things together. And we definitely did that. And we're still doing that. Um, even up to just before this podcast, talking about what to do uh, in the yard and on the deck and then potentially at the end of the summer, hopefully being able to do an air show with Tuck. And then military and love of country, um, which is something that continues today. And I'm starting just in my own extracurriculars in life, getting more involved with um, in veteran causes. Um, so those are three great uh, pearls of wisdom. Do you have anything else you want to add for this uh, this podcast, this episode? Well, instead of dad ask, when does this... Uh... Grandpa badass gets to take his grandkid to the air show. Well, you know, we'll we'll just have to see when DeWine lets us out of the house again and allow us to be with, you know, more than 10 people. That's the biggest thing. Okay. <laughs> well, Dad, I want to thank you for uh, being on this episode and especially being one of my first uh, first guests. I couldn't think of a better person to uh, to have on earlier in the uh the um, formative episodes of this podcast. So thank you very much for your time. You're welcome. Uh, do we get a little sip of bourbon when we finish our beer? Absolutely. I just got some Old Forester, 100 and some proof. So oh, that should be good. We'll get a little victory uh, drink in, a finger or two of that. Um, but, Dad, I want to thank you, and I want to thank all of you for tuning in, especially you, Dad, stuck at home with kids and your wives and doing Dad things. Uh, please follow us on the Dadass Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Be sure to drop me a line uh, of your thoughts of this one uh, at thedadasspodcast at gmail.com. And be sure to tune in next time. And until then, remember, stay strong, dadass.